Hi, I'm Alois Mungira and you're listening to the CFM Sport Podcast. Z. Nice, Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a throwback Thursday. Good evening, Zimbabwe. Welcome to ZFM Sport. In the studio, it's Chris Midzi and Mike Madoda. The producer is Sean Tafirinika. We're hoping to be joined by Alois Bunjira a bit later on in the show. What can you look forward to on the show? We can expect nothing less than stories coming out of Qatar 2022, where the World Cup final has been confirmed. It's the kings of the world, the defending champions, of France who booked their tickets to face South American champions Argentina in what should be a mouth-watering affair at the final that will be played on Sunday the 18th of uh, December and uh, make sure make sure make sure you diarize it just right because if you're looking for the game to kick off at 9 o'clock in the evening you'll be disappointed you might just catch the tail end of the trophy presentation ceremony because the game kicks off at a five o'clock. That is what we'll be covering in the second half of the show. But before that, we have plenty to get through, starting on the home front where we talk local basketball. Defending champions, the Fixens, appear to have found their mojo again after they secured their third straight win in the newly formatted Harare Basketball Association Super 6 League. We'll also have international sports news for you and we go stateside where the LA Lakers guard Dennis Schroeder says LeBron James wants to play until he's 14 and that will put LeBron in contention for being the oldest player of all time. We'll also take you around the world in 60 with updates from New Zealand, Spain, as well as the United Arab Emirates. Hi, this is Billie Jean King. This is Marion Bartoli. I'm Mats Villander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Stan Rowenka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. This is Yannick Noah, and you're listening to ZFM Stereo, Sport and a whole lot more. Z. We certainly are sport and a whole lot more and that whole lot more is all about you. Get in touch with us with your thoughts and your views on 0731-168-045. That's our WhatsApp platform. Please don't try and call. Just send us a message. 0731-168-045. We're also on Twitter and Facebook where you can follow and interact with at ZFM Sport. First up, we have a local sports news roundup with Chris. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. 
Let's give you that local sports news wrap, starting with some hockey news. Where Zimbabwe under-21 hockey men and women's teams have stepped up preparations for the Junior Africa Cup tournament slated for Egypt in March next year. The Zimbabwe junior hockey teams have regrouped for their second training camp ahead of the tournament. In motorsport news, budding motocross riders Mudiwa and Judah Sakupanya are scheduled to undergo an intensive three-month training stint in France as they look to improve themselves in a game they have shown so much potential. The brothers Mudiwa and Judah made their debut on the motocross track when they took part in the three-day Zimbabwe Summer Series, which was held at Donnybrook Raceway last weekend. And some sad news coming out of cricket. Zimbabwe cricket woke up to the sad news of the death of national team fielding coach Shepard Tichayende P. Makunura, who passed away in the early hours today. Makunura, who was 46, succumbed to illness at a private hospital in Harare. At the time of his death, he was also the head coach of Mashingo Bay Southern Rocks, where he led some national team players like Blessing Zarabani, Sekanda Raza and Roy Kaye. Really sad development, this one, Mike. So someone who's contributed immensely to the game and was continuing to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And uh... Uh, no doubt, uh, I think the plaudits will continue to come through. Uh, he was a, a well-loved uh, fella, especially in cricket circles, and I've just been uh, following on social media uh, the people within the organisation, Zimbabwe Cricket, and of mm. course, those that knew him from without, uh, who are paying tribute uh, to this guy. He was just, uh, uh, apart from being a great coach, he was a great human being. We send our thoughts and our prayers from ZFM Sport to the Makunura family. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors, and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. We are talking basketball first up and Vixens appear to have found their mojo again after they secured their third straight win in the newly formatted Harare Basketball Association Super 6 League. Vixens beat the second place JBC 49-46 to to jump into third spot leapfrogging bunnies on the league tables. Vixens' victory was inspired by a double-double of 10 points and 11 rebounds from Memory Mataga. Early on, we caught up with basketball analyst Carlos Munda who says the new league format has given the local game a fresh lift. The Harare Basketball Association has taken a new twist where they've introduced a Super 6 League which is uh, teams from the ladies and the men's category. They'll play each other three times in a regular season. We're actually in week number six of this um, Super 6 event where um, JBC are proving to be um, going away with it, maintaining the pole position. But this initiative of Super 6 is to try and bring uh, more playing time in the men's, um, men's and women's category because what's making us lose out there is we don't have playing time so the more you play each other over and over again it means you have more time to up your game to have more competition in terms of your ability um, in, in, in the competition but over and above of course like I said um, JBC are maintaining a poor position in the, in the men's category and user Sparks are also maintaining a, a poor position in the women's category user Sparks doing very well their program has proven to be well and I would like to congratulate their coach for being patient now the dividends are there. User Sparks maintaining a poor position. They're now, they've been there, they've done that. They were in the final of the club championships last year in Blue if you remember. But now it is proven that it is yielded the, the, the result that they wanted. So we are working, we're going to week number seven now and we yet to see whether 
uh, JBC can be toppled down to from the pole position. But so far, so good. JBC going away with it. They maintain a pole position in the men's category. But in retrospect, I would say basketball has taken another dimension where we need people to see the competition that they want to improve the game of basketball than, than just to play a regular season uh, while women away. But you play each other over and over again and then you get to know who is your champion. Then it's proven that the champion has come in the correct, in the correct space. So I think in my view, the Super 6 of the Harare basketball has brought in new light and new life for, for the road that want to move in basketball. And for the competition-wise, I think we're going all the way to see whether we, we suit other nations like Angola and Mozambique because they play Super 6 and they play all over and over again. That's the only way you can improve the game time and improve the competition ability. Z. Basketball analyst Carlos Munda speaking to our producer Sean Teferinika earlier and uh, talking about Chris breathing new life uh, into the Harare Basketball League and you've got to say that at least they are trying something. Yeah and, and it's experimentation I think is very key for the development of our sport I think it's it's one thing to continue to follow a pathway for the sake of this is what we've always done and what's always been there but I think the experimentation on the part of the league is good I'm just, what I'm not sure about is whether the goals are a with the methods that they are using if the goal is to have higher and better competition and for these teams and players to sharpen each other are is is that going to happen as a result of necessarily a smaller sort of super six or does it come when you play the best of the best he was comparing us to angola mm. potentially having more games with teams like angola who we use as a benchmark yeah and i think for them uh, their reasoning i think is around saying that uh, if we have more teams uh, and our talent is spread thin it means that we're going to spread that talent even thinner uh, across in, a long, uh, a bigger league. yeah along a bigger league and therefore it means that uh, the competition is going to be watered down mm-hmm. uh, and the the games are not going to be as intense. They cut the teams down to six, meaning that there is a concentration of talent in those six teams. The question that I would ask is, are we playing enough games? Yeah. Because uh, the format is that uh, there are six teams. That means you've got five rivals, which means that you play them three times. Uh, and that means you have 15 games, a total of 15 games across what is effectively one season. 15 games are those enough for us to get up our boys and our ladies up to song and in tune? I think the very obvious answer is not necessarily or no. (laughs) When we're taking a look at the number of games that must be played if we are going to improve, if we're going to measure ourselves against the best, then we do need more game time. And he pointed to the fact that we do need more game time. So yes, playing the same teams um, three times, potentially yes, you're able to measure your improvement across the season. But I think when we're taking a look at longitudinally and game time, just the amount of hours that are going to be spent by these teams, we possibly need to look at developing the format further and I like that this is the experiment that's already started which for me indicates that in terms of the learning process there is learning happening at Zimbabwe basketball which is very very key for development and further they may even see that you know what we didn't get enough game time and possibly change that format but what we want to see is that continuous improvement. So I guess there's scope for maybe having a multiple seasons Mm -hmm. across a year for example you know where you have got uh, 
perhaps you know a couple of seasons played over the course of a year uh, cup competitions as well mm-hmm. uh, which means that you are increasing the number of games that these players are actually playing and not just the 15 regular season games that they're going to be subjected to in the Super 6 League and then of course the regional competition which you talked about uh, Chris where it's important that these teams are playing against competition from Mozambique competition yeah. from South Africa competition from Angola because those are the leading teams uh, yeah. or some of the leading teams on the continent and uh, certainly uh, in the region so we certainly want to see that this initiative the Super 6 uh, broaden uh, and then we begin to see these teams uh, take part in regional competition as well but let's talk development uh, because you know what basketball uh, it started off rather slowly yes. uh, you know as far as schools were concerned because mm-hmm. it was not viewed uh, in the 80s and in the early 90s as one of the traditional sports mm-hmm. uh, because the traditional sports at that time you know first term you had your athletics uh, and you had your crickets uh, you had your rugby's you had your hockey's you had your tennis you had swimming and basketball was sort of like you know it was an afterthought for many schools especially the elite schools definitely yeah and then it began to grow and grow but unfortunately I have not seen that growth continue because Mm. I would have thought by now we would be having more schools play basketball especially at primary school level because we've got a lot of people starting to play basketball at high school level Mm -hmm. at the age of 13 at the age of 14 we need these kids to be able to handle the basketball and start playing and get themselves familiar with the game when they're six years old yeah and it's very critical if this is a game that we're going to take seriously in terms of our sports development where and we always talk about how the school system is a very pivotal part of it and i remember when we were in high school basketball was part of our pe lessons yeah so we did play it it was good fun i mean we we took the tennis and the hockey a bit more seriously but that's where it started and in high school is where you know you had your under 13s 14s Mm. 15s and up and that level was much more I'm going to say the competition was significantly higher so there were particular games you'd look forward to and particular basketball tournaments that people would actually look forward to I know especially for the girls schools like a Chizzy Convent game was a very big deal for yeah. basketball and and this was just specifically for basketball so that level of competition is very key but also there were a number of tournaments that were being held between the high schools across the age groups yeah. which I don't think is happening as frequently and I don't think the game has also spread um across the divide to other schools as well. So when you're taking a look at the schools that may not necessarily have, for example, a basketball court, mm. teams that are unable, uh, schools that are unable to afford that type of infrastructure, which you do need if this game is going to be practiced, it hasn't been spread wide enough. And I think some investment needs to be made there if we're going to take basketball seriously from a grassroots level. And uh, some of the gov- former government schools, or should I say government schools, actually have struggled to maintain their facilities. Mm-hmm. They used to have basketball courts, but uh, you know, due to the downturn in fortunes, economic in the country they have struggled to maintain the basketball courts and so that has been a problem never mind of course other schools who didn't have those facilities Uh, so it is something certainly worth looking at Uh, let's give you of course just how things are looking across the league starting with the women's leagues Vixens who we're talking about now have nine points from their six games leaders the UZ Sparks have maintained the unbeaten run after they beat uh, girls high school uh, 38-20 
25 and then Green Stars uh, 38 25 as well succumbed to UZ Sparks and uh, uh, their outstanding players are Kelly Membere uh, as well as Tadiwa Mabika and I think Stella Shikore is another one who's making things happen for UZ Sparks in the men's league defending champions Foxes uh, clobbered Hornets 79 to 58 to continue their revival after a poor start to their title defense Gabriel Mor- uh, Morisa uh, Mosira uh, led his teammates uh, to a win to start the second round with 14 points and nine rebounds one rebound shy of a double double JBC continue to win as they won for the sixth consecutive game beating Leopards Academy 89 to 74 they certainly are the team to beat Acadia Bucks one of the traditional stalwarts they laid off UZ outfit 77 to 61 JBC still top the men's standings with 12 points off six games followed by Bucks Leopards and UZ who all have nine points separated by score differential talking about forthcoming action on Saturday JBC plays UZ before Bucks play Foxes and Leopards will look to return to winning ways against the Hornets International Sports News Roundup where the world comes out to play Whether it's the NBA or NFL the best of America on ZFM Sport Heavy basketball flavor on the show today from local to international basketball. But before we get there, Alois Bunjira is in the house. We'll be hearing a lot more from him uh, during our Qatar World Cup report. And uh, Alois, you spent uh, a few years in the United States of America. Do you ever go to basketball games? Yeah, college. Not, not the, the mainstream. A, no, NBA. not the NBA. No, I never attended But even one. the college was. But the college I mean, was very competitive. Massive. Mm. Massive. Very, very uh, massive. Uh, how, how, how was it for you? I mean, just from a fan experience. It was, it was you know, it's, uh, it's uh, when we talk about match day experience, Mike, mm. that is typical of the, because uh, the game will be starting at 7 uh, p.m., mm-hmm. but by 3 a.m., 3 p.m. It's packed. Places, wow. yes. There's a whole lot of things. You know the the what are the cheerleaders. They are, <laughs> of course, you, you know, remember those. Course, yes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing their things, and there's a whole lot of entertainment, there's music, and, and like the, everything. Like the whole school, I only attended the home matches. Uh-huh. You know, like the whole college, the whole university is at the at the football and and basketball. The whole school, yeah, football, the whole, yeah. The whole school fact, is the the the, the uh, American football attendance is. Chris, uh, for college, are actually higher than the NFL. And even when you're taking a look at the money that's made in the sport at a college level, most of the money is actually made at that level rather than at elite level. When you're taking a look at even just Mm. broadcast rights for college games, mad, mad money. There's one specific agency that literally works to handle those uh, broadcast rights and they make an incredible amount of money. You know, it's college, it's college uh, basketball, college football, college soccer, but it's actually professional. Yes, yeah. The thing the that level I've done, is very high. It's, it's the, 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 the level investments and the, investment uh, the is, level is, they're operating at. Yeah. But what I also love is the link between the professional rung of American sport and the college rung. Oh, yes. Because, yes. you know, oh, yes. they will always acknowledge, even, you know, when they are doing TV broadcasts or even introducing NBA uh, players, they'll tell you that this is LeBron James out of 
this, this college, college, uh, yes. college yes. this particular university. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that just gives immense pride to students who are at that particular college, mm-hmm. but it also gives those that are actually playing basketball, They it gives them hope that, you know what, yeah. LeBron was at this college. Look at him now, a world beater in the NBA. I've got a route that I can follow. Yeah, the, the good thing about it, Mike, is because the professional setup is actually scouting for players mm-hmm. in the colleges. They, mm-hmm. they don't go anywhere else. They pick players. Yes, yeah. By the time, because they are not allowed, the college players are not allowed to play professional mm-hmm. football, professional basketball, professional soccer. They are not allowed. Even the professional teams are not allowed to take mm-hmm. kids from the from the uh, from the colleges, from yeah. the universities. He's, so he's, they already he gives up on his yes, yes, you give up on the choose. scholarship you have to choose. So now they are eyeing. Already they are looking for the for the prospects yeah. while they are still in college. But we the the good ones by the time they they, they are snapped yeah. quickly like yeah, that. Yeah, even when, it's when, when they do the draft picks, I know yeah. specifically for American football, you actually have the university that you go to being a critical part mm-hmm. of the selection process yes. and how you're ranked in those picks. And yes. again, yes. they'll always specify this person from this college, this person from Baylor, from wherever, yeah. and yeah. they're very specific and about those are, colleges. There are specific universities that take the best. Yeah. You know, so listen, we're supposed to be talking basketball, but <laughs> I, I think I think for another minute, Chris, we can perhaps wrap this up uh, and, and say, you know what? We don't have to reinvent the wheel. No, we don't. Yes. You know, because these systems are in place in other countries and mm-hmm. uh, these production mills have already been set up. All we need to do is just bring them to Zimbabwe and localize them. Yeah. So we are obviously yeah. missing a trick because we don't have any elite competition at tertiary level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't. We don't. It's, it's Whether a... it's soccer, it's basketball, and these are mm-hmm. another UZ stars. Mm-hmm. 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 They're doing, they're doing yeah. what they can, yeah. but there's no, there's no structural support for what they're doing. So when you're taking a look at the university level, we need to have a lot more in terms of how this is structured, which is why we actually lose a lot of talent because there's no pathway. So yes. the option for any person finishing high school, even at the best level, is to leave the country. 0731-168-045. Get in on the conversation. This is CFM Sport. Hi, my name is Zuba Amute, Los Angeles Clippers small forward, and you're listening to CFM Sport. Right, let's give you the news coming out of the NBA. LA Lakers guard Dennis Schroeder says that LeBron James wants to play until he's 45. And that would put LeBron in contention for being the oldest player of all time with the record currently held by Nat Hickey, who was 45 years and 363 days old when he <laughs> retired in 1948, wow. three years after the end of World War II. Interestingly, <laughs> LeBron continuing his career for that amount of time would give him the opportunity to not only play with his first born son, Bronny, but with second born Bryce as well. Basketball pundit Chandler Parsons says LeBron James has the capability to play until he's 45. I wouldn't put it past him. This guy's a physical specimen. He, he you know, he, like you just said, he spends the time and the money on his body and his craft. Um, and we all know he wants to play with his, his son that we don't even know if it's going to make the NBA. But I think LeBron's going to do everything possible to stay in shape. He's got the physicality. He's got the IQ. He's got the game. I could see him just turning into a five or a point guard and playing till 45. <laughs> I would not be surprised at all. 
So he says he's not. He wouldn't be surprised at all, uh, Chris. Uh, Forty-five, and uh, we do, of course, have you know those who have done it before uh, across different sports. And uh, LeBron James is one of the all-time greats. Sure. You take a look at his stats at the moment; he does have that in him to carry on playing because he he, he, he hasn't dropped off personally. He he has it in him, but should he continue doing it and risk his legacy? I take a look at what the potential impact could be of him continuing to play and the way we think about him I think inevitably will change and there are certain decisions that he'll make along the way that will impact how we always view LeBron as one of the best so for me it's can he do it yes should he do it I, I don't know I don't think so well, what are your thoughts Alice I, I, I don't know you retired at the age of 34 34 so at 34 you thought you know what you're done enough not really I've done enough I was just tired I just didn't want to uh, yeah I just didn't want to <laughs> do it anymore yeah I just didn't want to I just, just didn't want to it's a rigorous life it yeah it is rigorous it, 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 it takes it takes a lot it, it seemed a lot easier lot. I think for your generation Alois to sort of like retire at that age uh, even internationally your footballers 33, 34 was sort of like the age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 35 would actually be like, ooh, yes, yeah. this guy's 35 We were shocked when Turam was signed by Barcelona yeah. at 35. He was like, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're getting your Buffons playing. Yeah. 40s. Uh, you got uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, 38. He doesn't look like he's going to stop playing. Modric is 37 years old. Still up there. Even Messi. He's, yeah. st- he's going to yeah. be turning 36 been, soon, yeah. uh, and he's still playing. So uh, uh, you've got uh, who's that? Tom Brady. He's yeah. in his 40s. 45. Uh, so it seems this generation, yeah, Ibrahimovic, <laughs> they carry on playing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it, what it is though. Like, like you mentioned, we look at players like Nancy Dani and them. They just retired. Yeah. 35, 34, 35. They go on Alessandro Del Piero. Mm. Right, 34, 35. Really you, good players. You go yeah. Maldini's. Yeah. You know, but uh, I don't know if you ask. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, maybe here in Zimbabwe, sometimes I can say probably they look at the situation and say, "What I'm gonna do? Yeah. If I stop now, and then and then what? But it's something that needs to be uh, to be uh, to be solved. It needs to be sorted and to be looked into. That you know, they should be that switch. You know, naturally, you know, you need to to take it out after this, then yeah. go into that. But it just it, it takes some. I think also I can blame modern medicine. I think modern medicine, (laughs) we love it to bits, and I think it's it's helped to advance our game quite a lot. But what it does, what it's done, is that it's given longevity to players as well yeah. because these players have access to the best to the best doctors to oh. the best physiotherapists and, the best everything the best now. diet recovery methods everything I think it was uh, Russell Wilson who was talking about his preseason team his medical and nutrition team is a combination of 10 people and it costs him upwards of 2 million dollars for his team to work with him preseason yeah. these are athletes who have access to the best of the best of technology and I think that's what's giving uh, this generation more that longevity. Push. Yeah, very long going. It's true. I remember Blackpool we used to eat Saturday at one o'clock, three o'clock game. Dude, I, I look back and I'm like, what were you doing? What was that? Nowadays, my mind's Mabuza. Exactly. And I think those differences that uh, Chris is talking about in terms of you know what uh, modern medicine uh, and the support services allow you is take a look at the sort of like physical intensity that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo plays at. Yeah, that's 
almost similar to how the original Ronaldo used to play. That yeah. sort of like physical intensity. But the original Ronaldo, by the time he was 30, you he, was, he, was, he was messed he was up. Yeah. His knees were gone. His yeah. ankles were shattered. And yet Cristiano Ronaldo is still in peak physical condition. This is EFM Sport on a Thursday. Do get in touch with us with your thoughts. 0731-168-045. We'll try and read as many of your messages as we can during the fan zone, which comes up straight after our play of the day. Today, it's DJ Sean on the decks. Before we get there, let's take you around the world in 60. Hi, this is Alexandra Maseko, and I'm the national basketball team captain, and you're listening to ZFM Sports. Z, around the world in 60 seconds, international sports news. We take off in New Zealand where Kane Williamson is stepping down as New Zealand Test Captain but will continue to lead the team in white ball cricket. Team Tim Southey will succeed Williamson as skipper of the Red Bull team starting with this month's upcoming tour of Pakistan with Tom Latham being named vice captain. We'll head over to Germany where Mick Schumacher has joined Mercedes as their reserve driver for the 2023 season. Schumacher, the son of seven-time Formula One world champion Michael, became a free became a 2023 free agent after his losing his half seat to Nico Hulkenberg, but will now be the backup to Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. This touchdown in Saudi Arabia will live golf league, will stage new tournaments next year in Oklahoma, Arizona and West Virginia. The upstart series which has split the elite golf world by luring away... Okay, this is a bit infl- inflammatory. Yeah. Upstart. <laughs> upstart luring away top stars from the USPJ Tour and DP World Tour completed its inaugural season of 54-hole events in October. Mike, no surprise here. Live Golf is growing. It's growing in popularity. They've innovated and it's working. Yeah, and I think for me, uh, what I use to sort of like uh, judge the success of any event is the fans. Mm-hmm. You take a look at the galleries they have. Uh, they are big enough to match the USPGA Tour. Yeah. So the fans have accepted it and that's what matters. Play of the day. The biggest artists with their biggest hits on the biggest show. ZFM Sport Fan Zone Get in touch with the team and have your say your way Operator Right, and uh, can someone uh, remind our DJ Sean that uh, today is Throwback Thursday so you're supposed to have a throwback track. <laughs> 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 Fortunately, he's saved by the theme, Song of the Year. All right, let's go into our messages. 0731-168-045. Have your say your way. Uh, Anzi, condolences. Uh, condolences. Uh, co- <laughs> condolences. Oh, God. There it you is. know what? Yeah, let me put my teeth back. You've in. had a long day. It's yeah, okay. very long day. Uh, to local cricket and, of course, uh, uh, talking about the uh, sad uh, passing away uh, of Shepard Chichayendepi Makunura who passed away uh, earlier today and of course uh, our thoughts are with Zimbabwe cricket at this uh, moment. More messages coming in here Hans, hey guys, uh, was really gutted after taking a tour of Cranbourne Boys High and seeing the first team's rugby field reduced to a maze field for the teaching oh. staff the tarmac on the basketball courts just short of speed hump signage Chayu, it's really that bad and this that is, is from Sangsi and I think this that is, is the, the way 
a lot of government schools have really fallen, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. But Mike, to be honest, I, I don't. I know about the economic downturn mm. and all that, but I, I'm, I, I still believe that we have had the generation of headmasters and leaders in these schools that are not just not interested yeah. in sport yeah, true. at all. You, t- you hear them; they just all about academics. Yes. So I, 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 I strongly believe that we have we have got this generation of head, headmasters but, and headmistresses. And you know what? Here's the thing, though: the headmasters and headmistresses are directed by something. There's a school curriculum that goes around, and that school curriculum is supposed to include the sporting element. That's why yeah. we used to see that when it came to the sports that were being played in which season, everything was coordinated yeah. through the school I systems. Agree. When yeah. it comes to funds for those um, maintenance and all of that, all of that was set up within the budgets that these schools were getting. So for me, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I the, don't know. The direction part of it for me is just, it's it's lacking. I, I don't know if our, our, our Ministry of Education still has those robust systems of old where, you know, the education officers, the district education yes. officers used yes. to tour their districts and their provinces, going from school to school, yes. making sure that uh, uh, schools were adhering uh, to uh, curriculums mm-hmm. and adhering to the set standards of the school. So that might be a reason why headmasters now are a law unto themselves at schools. Yeah. If you get a headmaster who doesn't cherish or believe in sport, yeah. the school inevitably is just going to go downhill uh, from that position. And I think that's what's happening at a majority of these schools. The teacher B out at Bonda Mission, how are you doing? Uh, thank you for tuning in. You say we don't need a rocket scientist to tell us that Morocco gave it their all. Thumbs up for the, these gallant African players who surprised all and sundry. Well done, guys. Chris rolls her eyes. So I'm not going to ask you, Chris. I'm going to ask Alois. Alois, were you back in Morocco? Are you of the school of thought that, hey, you know what? They've done well for Africa. Or you are with the cynics that say, hey, these guys, they have shown in the past that they they, they don't want to be Africans and so forth because there is that school of thought. Yeah, I, I, honestly, Mike, I don't know where the school of thought that they don't want to be African uh, comes from. Can I tell you? Yeah. They applied three times to join the EU. No, they applied because they it was all political. They left. But they, they applied left. three times to join the European y- Union. Yes, but that doesn't mean they didn't want to be African. It was what does a politi- it mean? It was then? a political. Do, until you understand why they left the African Union in the first place. Do we? Come on, educators are. Yes. They, yeah, tell yeah, us. They left the African Union because the OAU at that time he had accepted Sahrawi state into the OAU when like Blauayo. Blauayo make, makes a break away from 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 Zimbabwe and then they join they join Sadak Sadak accepts them so when it, Zimbabwe it was says, a protest oh, move I, yes it was a protest move that we don't want, we, we we are we are we are going out but they've since come back uh, I think in 2017 they so you were that school of thought I don't I don't buy that uh-huh. they don't want to be African uh, the Arab we should accept that they are Arabs uh-huh. they are Arabs there's no two way about it they uh-huh. are Arabs so we cannot fault fault them for saying we are Arabs they are they and are. we cannot fault them for saying we are not black because yeah. they are not black so <laughs> let's, let's leave it there but they take the win they take African. the win for Africa yeah, yes <laughs> no but, they are not black so by the by virtue of the fact that they are on the continent they they are africans I was, I, but i wasn't supporting them uh you were supporting you <laughs> I, I wasn't you were supporting from, from france i was supporting france oh, okay. i wanted france to win i was so if i go with football i uh-huh. i don't go with this well, kind you, of thing i'll be happy yes yeah. if they call uh, africa mm. you know good for african football shows development but so you like the better footballing teams that, but when it comes to that kind of at uh, that stage 
I'm just looking at football. What's yeah, from a football they, perspective. They, African done, team there's keep, France. Keep your powder dry, guys. So we got the report <laughs> coming up uh, just now. Uh, let's read a couple of messages here. Klopp Jeff, the mastermind. We haven't heard from you, Klopp Jeff, in a while. Uh, answer my condolences to the cricket team Argentina Bora. Uh, so Argentina very close now. Just one more match. So is France. One more match from defending their title. Kezias Mute from Gurude Modindo says, I am enjoying your show. Show, guys, thank you so much, uh, Kezias, for getting in touch. And sorry for saying this. Most headmasters uh, in former Group A schools have a rural background, and us talking of rugby, cricket, tennis, etc., doesn't make any sense to them. And so it's sad. <laughs> this is Chris Nkosinati Masango from Parktown Waterfalls. And I think sometimes uh, that that is an important thing. Yeah, certainly, uh, I would like to agree. Where, 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 when you appoint someone to lead a school, I think it's important to appoint them uh, from a perspective that they actually understand the DNA of that school yes yeah. uh, understand culture. what the, the, the culture of that school is all about yeah I, I, I do agree because you find uh, one headmaster is pro something and the school is succeeding and everything is all up there and the next thing they are the next headmaster comes they abolish a lot of other stuff they mm. change things and all of a sudden you know when Chinoy was still a, a, a very decent school yes. And then he went to Chinoy and he tried to go and institute the standards that he had when he was uh, at Sanyati Baptist Mission, which was a rural mission school. uniform. And you know, those are some of the things that we're talking about where uh, that the headmaster is trying to go and change an entire institution mm. to suit his own personal yes. desires. And and a lot of the things are not justified, like especially what you just pointed out when it comes to um, oh how girls should look and all of that. We still have headmistresses who are now going into the private school system and no, the girls must cut their hair, they cannot have braids. Okay, what's the reasoning? Ah, it's because they won't concentrate on school. Come on. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. It's, yeah, it's so petty and trivial. Some, yeah. of, some of this. So, I think uh, I, that's why I want to agree with the, with, the, with, the, with the listener that some of these things, it comes from the headmasters. Yeah, the appointments. The, the passion. The yeah. yeah, we might think about the, about the school curricula and all. I, I look at David Livingston Primary School. Go and check how the sports facilities mm. are well maintained mm. right now. now. Then you then you leave that school, you go to Blackstone. It's a totally but the same yeah. region, same, same zone. Yes, yeah. But the, just just uh, 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 facilities are totally And different. also David Livingston is looking much, much better than it did. I'm gonna point to about ten years yes. ago. You can actually see that pool is blue now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's looking it's, lush, everything is it's good actually a, a very nice pool as well. And yeah. uh, mm. we'll, we'll wrap it up guys with this uh message here. You, you take a headmaster from Kumusha and you place them at PE. Let's go to PE, you will cry. Dilapidated is an understatement. Your former school. No comments. No comment. Your your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. Jogo Bonito. Tiki Taka. Total football. It's a football celebration where only the best are invited. Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Benzema. The stars come out to play on your Qatar 2022 World Cup update on CFM Sport.
Antoine Griezmann says France are staying grounded after the defending World Cup champions defeated Morocco 2-0 last night to set up a final against Argentina. The Atletico Madrid attacker has thrived in a playmaking role for France at the World Cup in Qatar where Le Bleu are attempting to become the first team in 60 years to retain the title. Football pundit Craig Burley says ultimately France were stronger than Morocco. Yeah, I think we saw two sides of Morocco, albeit because they gifted that early goal. Yep. So we saw that they can attack and they attack very well and I think we saw some uh, frailties about the French at the back, albeit there'll probably be some changes for the final if uh, fitness uh, and illness is, is okay. Off. So it's... I, 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 yeah, I mean, I think down that left side for France, the right side for Morocco, so Hamlino Messi will look at when Kylian Mbappe's not... Yeah, I can buy it, but yeah, really good game. But I, I think ultimately the French were just the stronger. Z. Uh, Craig Burley saying that France were the better side, but uh, there's no denying. Uh, Alois, you take a look at that effort from Morocco. What an effort. They gave it their all. They played good football, but ultimately they fell short. Yeah, they did. They fell short. We could bones. Yeah. And because they, they played well, you know, straight after the match, I posted it on my Facebook page as well. That you know what? Morocco, they didn't disgrace. They gave it their all. They played their best football in the tournament, but they just found a, Moro- a, a France side that was resolute, a France side that is well uh, structured, and a, a France side that is efficient. For me, efficiency are uh, paid off uh, for, for 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 France, but I also think that uh, uh, Morocco could have gotten a penalty. They also could have scored. Yeah. If that bicycle kick had gone in, wow. things could have been very, totally different. Very, very could different. have turned out differently. So they gave it their their all. I, I, I'm proud of them uh, as an African country. I am proud of them. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a very good final. Morocco, uh, France, Argentina. It's a, I wanted it's a, it's that a final. classic. It's a classic it's a final. final. Because you, you've got the defending world that. champions and then you've got the South American champions. But let's talk about Morocco a bit, uh, Chris, because Morocco, I mean, a different sort of side. Uh, uh, you know, defensive, yes, but still able to create chances mm-hmm. whenever they were yeah. in possession. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, if you take a look at the game, there was a time where Hugo Lloris had actually made more saves than the Moroccan <laughs> goalkeeper. Yes. Uh, so he was being worked. It wasn't yes. a comfortable victory for, for it, France this one. Definitely not a comfortable victory. And I think that's what especially made this game great was that Morocco really gave France a good run for their money. And I they think did. France literally worked to deserve that spot in the final. I think Morocco didn't let them off easy. And I think it's great that this side that... I think this is possibly their best game when you're taking a look yeah, at the yeah, World I Cup campaign. They came in and they showed out. They, they failed to score the goals. There were some interesting calls that were made. But when it comes to Morocco, I think they really came and showed out at this tournament. Alois, does this give Africa hope? Because uh, there will be teams that will be looking at Morocco and just taking a look at how things have panned out at this particular World Cup and thinking to themselves that, you know what, maybe it was just psychological, the fact that we failed to compete with these nations because Morocco has proven and shown us that, you know, an African team cannot just compete but beat the best. They beat Belgium. They beat Portugal. They beat Spain. They competed with France and at times actually outplayed France. So I think there are other nations that will be thinking to themselves, you know what, in four years' time, we can come to the World Cup and do the same. Yeah, I think uh, they, 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 they made Africa dream. Africa can dream. Africa can actually hope right now. But to hope and dreaming cannot just come <laughs> on their own. You know, they got to work. Yeah, I got to work. Morocco worked for it. I, 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 I looked at Morocco. I've been following the, mm. their progress, mm. you know, throughout... 
and it, it's not a fluke. Okay, so they, what they, needs they, to be done? What does Africa need to do? What do the other major footballing nations, you know, you take a look at your Cote d'Ivoire, you take a look at your Ghana's, Nigeria, Egypt, you yeah. know, Algeria, nations like that who actually do have the resources and the facilities. What do they need to do to close the gap with Morocco and the rest of the world? They need to do what Morocco did. You know, when you look at Morocco, uh, 14 of those players that were in their squad, in their World Cup squad, they didn't grow up in Morocco. They were not born in Morocco. But what they did is they approached them when they were still playing for third division teams, mm. when they're still playing for the junior teams, for those international teams. Look at Hakimi. Hakimi was born in Spain, grew up in Spain. He plays for PSG, but he could have he, played for Spain. He could have played for Spain. He, 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 he chose to play for for Morocco because he was approached much early. So some of these players, they got their the allegiance with Morocco well before we knew them. Yeah. So they started before they, they, they were now yes. popular world-class players. And, and then their development yeah. as well. Their development, they started their development, their academy. Mm. Three of the players that were play, that are in this squad are a product, a direct product of the academy that was started at the at the Mohammed VI Stadium. Yeah. The, 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 new the king yes. pouring in his own personal resources. Yeah. But Alois is talking about approaching players at a very early stage. And I think that is good, but it's not just approaching them. It's approaching them with a plan, yes. with a vision. Yes. You've got to sell a plan. And you've got to have a plan. There has to be a structure there that someone can buy into. And unfortunately, I think that's where we lack. I don't think necessarily when it comes to, I'll talk about Zimbabwe, that they have no, there are no approaches that have been made. But when someone takes a look at the footballing project that is Zimbabwe, is it inspiring enough mm. for someone to pledge their allegiance to the no, flag? Zimbabwe wants to approach Rhys Nelson. Yeah. They don't want to approach the young boy who is at Chelsea at under 15, yes. under 17. They or, don't want, they, or, do, or they that, don't even uh, know them. They don't have that scout. Morocco has got that scouting network. That, that academy right that. back who's at Liverpool. Yes. Uh, he's a Zimbabwean he's a Zimbabwean boy. Yes. We he should be approaching them. One yeah. of the cup competitions. Yes. Right? We should be approaching that uh, sort of because level sort of, yes. and saying, listen, come and play for Zimbabwe and represent Zimbabwe. Good evening, Anesu. You are in Glenview. Anze, what a sweet third Moroccan crisis we have been experiencing. Giants were obliterated by the mighty forces called the Atlas Lions. Spain played Tiki Taka while they played Takatiki. Ronaldo <laughs> cried. Unfortunately, they played the United States of Africa. And of course, for many people, France is their second yep. best yeah. team. And a lot of people will be backing, of course, France uh, come the final uh, versus Argentina. We will be building up to that big game on tomorrow's show. So tomorrow's edition of ZFM Sport is one that is certainly not to be missed. Barry will be back in studio as we'll build up to that final that sees the world champions take on the South American champions. Kylian Mbappe, the brightest light of this generation taking on Lionel Messi who many might say uh, his light is beginning to fade now as he enters the twilight years of his career. A couple more messages here. Uh, this one is from Rich Gama in Fio. He says, spot on Mr. Bunjira about Morocco. They are Arabs first. <laughs> it's time to agree with you. So, yes, they, they, I think they are Arabs in the sense of, you know what, you've got Zulu people in KwaZulu-Natal. Yeah. Uh, and you've got Swana people in, in Botswana and Shona people in Mashonaland for, for saying uh, yes. this is for the Zulus guys this yeah. is for the Zulus it is the Zulus 
Yeah, and, and also, you know what? I, I, I found nothing offensive about that statement. Because Same here. we had our own countries that failed to qualify <laughs> yeah. for the World Cup. Yes. Well, hey. With others who are proud of theirs. Exactly. Well, why it's are we... okay, but let's not claim the victory. <laughs> yeah. It's the claiming the victory Some that I am angry with. Angry. No. <laughs> Many people are angry with Morocco. And I'm yeah, very angry. Yeah. Why are you angry with Morocco? Morocco are playing for themselves. Yeah. They are playing. Exactly. Yeah. Get your team to the semi-finals. <laughs> they, could, they would have just said, even not to say Arab, they could have just said, this is for all the Moroccans, guys. Yes. Now you are crying, why, why are you saying Morocco yeah. only? We are supporting you and Zimbabwe. Ah, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. Unfortunately, time has run out on the show. Time is never a friend. Do catch us tomorrow at exactly 5 past 6 for Fire Friday, the Friday edition, the weekend preview on your favorite sports show. Good evening, Zimbabwe. Enjoy the rest of it. Locked on Z, my station, your station. And remember to play it safe and keep it clean. the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such, such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Madud, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. See.